Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This show is brought to you in association with Five Stars Promotions. To find out all about Five Stars' latest events, including many featuring X-Rangers heroes, then please visit them on Twitter, at Five Stars Limited, that's at 5 Numeric 5 Stars LTD, or search for them on Facebook. Welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast, the podcast that knows how you're feeling. This week on Heart and Hand, to quote Blackadder, I made a note in my diary before beginning today. It said simply, bugger. So welcome to Heart and Hand Rangers podcast. My name is David Edgar. I'm your host as always. And joining me this week are two of my very favourite podders. First of all, the delectable Mr. Martin Ramsey. Hi, David. How are you doing? And the wonderful Mr. James Forrest. Good afternoon, David. Good afternoon, Martin. Now, let's not try and sugarcoat it. Yesterday was an almighty kick in the George Dawes, Martin. Yeah, that's, uh, I think, the way everyone's feeling um, just now, it felt good getting into it, even though the, the, the points dropped in Aberdeen, you could put that down to a kind of uh, uh, slackness, um, thinking the game was done, there was no way that was going to be the case. Um, yesterday, uh, the atmosphere was superb, set on the Rangers end it was, um, despite the weather, despite the loss of Davis, um, we, I just felt you know, very, very in it. Um, and there's ways to lose cup finals and um, you know Rangers have found a, another one Yeah, a, a pretty painful way because I think recent bad experiences at Hamden James have been you know Rangers turning up and, and not playing well and the worst part is yesterday they did, up until unfortunately the most important part of it which is putting the ball into the back of the net um, where we did everything but and of course when that happens in games, it's, it's not unique to us. It happens in any league that you watch all around the world. If you don't take your chances, it's amazing how often the other team pop up with one and that's enough to get them over the line. And I think that that was the frustration among Rangers fans is that we say things before a game like, all oh, we want for you to leave everything out in the pitch and, and you know, give 100%. Well, they did do that and we're still gutted. I don't think there was many, if any, Rangers fans who were particularly afraid of the, the challenge yesterday because, you know, this this Hamden thing, that, that ended with the way that we 
played against Hearts in the semi-final and there was a real sense of excitement going into the game, especially when the two lineups were announced. Uh, I think we were a lot happier with the lineup that we put out than what they were with their starting lineup. Um, as as Martin says, the atmosphere was you know absolutely electric, particularly you know being there and being in amongst you know the Rangers fans and you know singing way beforehand. We I think felt a lot more excited about the game than what they did, and I think I think it showed. And I think we as a support did everything we could to really back the, the team, um, but. And and to be honest, the team did respond to that because we did play well. It's just we couldn't put the ball in the back of the net, and sadly, that's what games are decided on. Let's put uh, the the elephant in the room into the middle of it, um, Martin Rangers. I'm always impressed with Rangers fans in the way that we react to refereeing controversy. Mm. We don't immediately phone up a private investigator. We don't feel the need to wreck the guy's life and we tend to look at our own part in things a lot more and that happened yesterday and it happened against Aberdeen and quite rightfully I've used the phrase myself, I checked back my messages yesterday, I said it's our own fault, we had enough chances to win the game etc etc. But this morning I did watch the game, there were six major decisions in the match and the officials got two of them correct um, they got the penalty award for Rangers correct and they got the red card for Frimpong correct however the ones they got wrong were the goal which was offside and quite clearly offside I, I don't believe for a second the, the, the linesman can be given really any excuse on that one uh, then there was a penalty missed on Alfredo Morelos there was another yellow card tackle that was uh, that should have been a red for for Callum McGregor, and finally there was the penalty uh, the the penalty on Alfredo Morelos and the one that he missed. Sorry, actually, I'm I'm missing one, which was the retake um, with Fraser Forster being actually closer to the Celtic mm. end when the <laughs> kick was taken. Um, now, look, as I say, I'm proud that we react in a certain way, but I do wonder if sometimes we shoot ourselves in the foot with this because. Six decisions, two correct, and in the in the end, as bad as Rangers finishing was, the worst Rangers should have had out of that yesterday was a nil nil draw with two missed penalties, one of which had been taken twice. That that's what should have happened um, at the end of that match yesterday. The manager has spoken about a need for VAR up here. My concern with that is: is there much point if you've just got another referee sitting in a truck who's too scared to give a decision? Then what's the point of that? Yeah, um, there's ways of doing it that, that don't come across all very super scoreboard 1990s. I mean, even Gerard coming out, if he did before the game and said, you know, referee had to apologise for an error on Wednesday, I, I don't, you know, I very much hope that no one will have to offer me an apology um, this weekend. There's, there's ways of doing it. It happens in all leagues. If you take yourself out of this very myopic um, relationship we have in this country um, managers play that game all the time and of course we could box um, a hell of a lot smarter in, in terms of that it, well, it wasn't the best refereeing display, a couple of listeners behind me will be able to testify you shout at just about every decision in Old Firm game it's just the way the way that it is but um, there, there were a couple of clear ones um, that that obviously proved 
prove decisive. Um, I think in slow motion, when you've got lines in the park, yeah, those three are clear. Um, I'm not entirely sure in in uh, real time how simple that is. I think there is a pressure. It's easier to to award that goal or not raise your flag than to to raise your flag if it's Celtic. I, I totally get that. Um, but VAR does take that out because then someone making that decision could go, look, there is a line. Someone has crossed that line. I can disallow the goal. Um, but I'm not going to go down that road because I think listeners know exactly how uh, I feel about all that. Uh, it was it just added to the frustration um, of a a day that, that, that started with a lot of purpose and a lot of impetus and a great deal of endeavour in our midfield three, who I feared for without Davis being there. Um, I thought they were they were they were very good, especially in the first half. Um, but you just know as time goes on, when you haven't scored, you just know what's around the corner. Do you think, speaking about that, the way that we don't question decisions in the main, you know, obviously individual fans do and you just need to look at social media for that. But I yeah, think yeah. collectively it's not something. Is it because we define ourselves against the fact that they do and therefore that's yes. a Celtic thing, we don't do that? It is. And listen... We'll, we'll talk about it in, in more detail probably as the, the the show develops. But yesterday, I've seen that film uh, just in negative. Yeah, we, 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 have, that... we, we have seen that that is every old firm game in the 90s that, that, that I watched, away from Ibrox, really. With a slight difference, though, that in those games, Walter set out to sit in and hit on the break. And yeah, 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 I know. Celtic I mean, didn't it, do that yesterday. Yeah, they, 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 they snatched whatever they could. Well, you know, one, one shot and goal. Um at, and Gerard was right. I mean, you, to, to come back to your point about that, that is why we don't do it. I think there's a cuter way of doing it. As I, I said before, um, we don't have the political muscle within the football and authorities. We don't have the political muscle within the media. So statements won't work. And I know how much some fans demand a statement, and most Celtic make statements. They do on the back of all the political power you could possibly want within a f- uh, football institution. It will have weight. We don't. But we, we certainly, I mean, Gerard has a lot of stature in this game and could possibly be cute about it. But but yes, the reason we don't is because we, we define ourselves in a very different way, um, which it, it isn't playing the game at hand. But in his comments about that post-match, I mean, you know, the first thing that Gerard said was we didn't need to give away the free kick. We did. Probably the only mistake our centre half made all day. Um and we should be picking them up. Offside or not offside. Yeah. Uh, and look, as I say, much as I, I'm liking a good moan about the referees, it's not my first instinct either. Um I I, I do go, I but we could have done this and we could have done that. And as I say, I'm kinda proud that we don't go down that road. I wouldn't want us to be I mean, I certainly don't want to be Getting told, right, Davey, it's your shift to go and throw stones at an official's house tonight. And, you don't want uh, private investigators. No, you don't. You uh, don't want to get in that route. Yeah, we, we could just be, as I say, especially in build-ups, um, just a bit cuter about about how we how we do it. Or yeah. we get to the bar and that's all. Yeah, and then get rid of it. Yeah, no, I, I'd, I'd agree with that. I think that that's a, a decent shout. But James, uh, right, referee Costas, he did, right? And with that accepted... Let's move on to what we could have done a bit better. Um, nothing much except score. And unfortunately, Alfie's nightmare against Celtic continues. Alfie had a really good game. 
from a striking point of view, except, unfortunately, for the most important part of it. He ran their defence ragged. They couldn't handle him. He kept popping up and making chances and getting chances. But none of that matters. If he'd had an awful game and put two away, we'd all be feeling a lot happier. After the game, I felt like Morelos probably let us down because he didn't put the ball in the net. I actually want to retract that thought now because you're right, he did play really, really well apart from the thing that he's there in the park mainly to do, which is score the goal. Um, I thought the build-up play from us was really good. I thought the midfield three in an attacking sense, you know, that were playing the right kind of passes. I, I was maybe disappointed that Ryan Kent didn't get on the ball as much as what I maybe felt he could have been. Um, I don't know whether that's necessarily his fault or the fact that it, it, the ball just never went his way. I thought Aribo, I've seen a lot of criticism from him. I actually thought he looked pretty decent, especially in the first half, maybe faded a bit in the second half, but I thought he was getting involved um, in, in a lot of the play, passing it you know, to Tavernier on the right quite a lot and playing very good balls uh, in that respect. I thought the crossing from both fullbacks was better than what it's maybe been of late in the first half, but it's that thing again. Once the goal goes in and the team certainly go into that panic stage, particularly after the missed penalty. Yeah, after the missed penalty, they lost their head and they lost their shape and their discipline and they started to lump the ball into the box where Celtic's giant goalkeeper and centre-backs were quite happy to deal with that. Decision-making just wasn't there at that point and we make substitutes that... I, I thought the substitutions yesterday, as much as we were chasing the game and we were you know, having to do what we could to try and get that goal back, I'm, I'm always a bit reticent of you sacrifice a midfielder for a forward because you know there were one, one or two occasions where they were catching us on the break and it could have been a lot worse with it not being for McGregor making a save or them missing a glaring opportunity. Um, I get that, but also it is a cup final. And, you know, you, you've you've got to try and get the goal. You've got Jermaine Defoe there, you get him on the park somehow. You're not going to take Alfie off, are you? So, uh, yeah, I, I do understand that. Martin, we, we will come back to the substitutes, but um, something that, that James mentioned there, which was the penalty. And, of course, you know, that's really the kick in the teeth. Um, had Rangers, I think, you know, just, just lost without that. Uh, it would have been... Still enormously painful, but not quite as bad. It was the fact that I think anybody realistically watching that game felt if he puts that away, we will win. You know, them down to 10 men, Rangers on top, we, we would have won the game, I think. But we'll never know. Uh, and I'm not, you know, putting it forward as an argument. But I think that that is why it, it feels so painful. There was a, a bit of talk uh, all over social media, and a lot of fans seemed to blame Tavernier. For it now, the manager said afterwards he'd made the change. It was his decision. Um, some fans don't believe him on that. Um, I kind of find it a little bit strange that people have been calling for Tav to be taken off penalties. Me among them, he's taken off penalties because the guy that got put on them missed. I don't necessarily think that that can be Tav's fault. No, and um, I think there's a, a bit of a visual symbolism and the fact that the, the captain literally handed the ball over to him and it's that, that very physical um, 
handing over of duties that that maybe in the heat of the moment and imagine the emotions which were uh, rather heightened at that moment in time. And you're right that that is a defining moment of the game, possibly the season, possibly more than that. Um, if it had been agreed beforehand, then surely Morelos takes the ball pretty quickly, and there is no fanning about, and we, we get on with it. I think that, and I don't have an issue with them handing it over anyway. If someone's not feeling it, the responsibility, the real leadership, is to give the ball to someone who wants to strike it as hard as fuck into the back of the net. So I've got no issue with that. Um, a pre-arranged decision, I don't know why he's sitting with the ball in his hand, and there seems to be a bit of to me, to you. Um, so, no, I, I, I don't have any issue with the, with the, the, the captain in, in, in that regard. It's just, it wasn't the, the best optic on that very moment. Yeah, it was. but again, I, I just think a lot of the, the stuff that came out yesterday was was venting, I think, and a lot of the criticism was, was scattergun. That you, you saw an awful lot of things being said that I'm sure people in the cold light of day maybe be, didn't quite mean. I think, you know, to, to James's point there about Joe Aribo, for example, he was good in the first half. And I know that some people will be saying, oh, no, he's rotten, because it's a previously held viewpoint that gets brought out when things don't go well. Um, but he was he was fine yesterday. He was important in helping Rangers dominate that first half, which we utterly did. Um, and unfortunately, as I say, Alfie just had a nightmare. What does it do for him going forward, James? Because this thing... I mean, it was a thing anyway. I think we were all pretty confident he was going to get one yesterday. It's very hard to imagine him ha- having better chances than at least a couple of them yesterday. Uh, it, it's a difficult one. And unfortunately, again, it's it's like, you know, you're you're not going to prove you've got a winning mentality till you win something. You're not going to prove you can do it until you do it. There's really no in-between. Yeah, in terms of what it does for Morelos, I, I have no doubt that in the next couple of games, he's going to get a few goals because that's what he does. I think what we have to accept now is the old firm game for him is a really, really big deal in his head. And you could see that in his body language sometimes. After a few missed opportunities, he kind of went into that slump that we saw a lot more from him last season than this, to be fair to him. He's got a lot better at that, but it is still a habit of his. Um, and I think this kind of game will bring that out in him. I've no doubt he will perform very well for us up until the next time we meet them. The What you could say, the lucky thing from our point of view is it's not long until we meet them again, so he has a chance to rectify that. And it would be a rather magnificent way to right that wrong by scoring the winning goal at Parkhead that may well put us back at the top of the league going into the winter break. That's how you can get over that but. It will be all the talk going into it. It's about how he manages himself and how the coaching staff and his teammates around him speak to him and approach him and, and talk through. But what I don't want to hear is people saying, oh, Jermaine Defoe should start that game. Jermaine Defoe should start ahead of Alfredo Morelos. If we're playing our strongest team, Alfredo Morelos is starting no matter what. On that, Martin, yeah, I haven't seen much from Defoe and he's... he's... He's a great player, and I'm glad we've got him, and he's very useful to us, but I'm with James on that one. I don't think we've seen much in the games against Celtic that he's played to suggest, yeah, go with him instead. No. <laughs> um, I, no I'm not advocating that um, at all. Uh, 
to back to the the, the substitution issue. Um, no, I did have an issue with that. We're going four four two and just crossing balls into these giant defenders. Um, Morelos and Defoe don't work. They don't. That's football manager shit. That just chucking numbers up and and kind of hoping for the best. If you trust your boy, you keep him on and you affect the the supply. If you think he heads up his ass after the penalty and you want an experienced professional finisher, you swap him. That's not popular. Well, tough shit. That, that's that's what managers are paid to do. Those two don't work. Not unless you're two or three up at home against utter jobbers and they can both maybe fill their boots. We know that doesn't work. We know that four four two isn't a thing. So why, with possibly the biggest 20 minutes of the season, he decided to do that? I'm not entirely sure. Um, but no, um, your, your next game, especially a European game, you know, Morella starts every day of the week. No one was asking him for the photo start yesterday. You and I, David, thought that getting the Hamden goals in the semi-final that afternoon would be a big thing for him. Um, and just knowing what it's like to score there. And, and I think we're all pretty confident he was going to do the biz yesterday. Um, and you, you both right, half his game was the normal Morelos that we've come to see, which has been a big leap on last summer. Totally, the improvement this this season's been incredible, uh, and half of that was was on display yesterday. The the Harry and the movement, the positioning, but it was the old. I say old. He's only been here a couple of years, and he's still very young himself. Um, old for Morelos snatching, um, trying yeah, just to hit things as hard as possible. Not quite hitting hope, but there's a couple of those efforts from outside the box. Um, it's in his head, this game. Yeah. And we don't see what he does in Europe. Um, and don't forget, Europe is, is crunch, as we, we use that word. It's still a bit of a free hit. We still get the feeling that, you know, we're maybe ahead of the curve in terms of our progression there. Um, not really expecting to go to Porto and, and doing it, not expecting to go to Rotterdam and do anything. So there's still a wee bit of that off the shoulders, and he can just be himself. Um, and whether that's a... A pressure that he puts himself or puts on himself or or, or whatever. Um, I'm not entirely sure, but it, but it's it's almost visible um, that he's just at that very moment, the acute moment in the match, just wasn't. If that's a final against Hearts or Hibs or whomever, he fills his boots. Yeah, I guess a hat trick, man. No problem there. The thing is, is when people say, "Oh, he doesn't do it in big games," he clearly does. You know, Rangers will get a check for fifteen million quid from UEFA at the end of the season because in the ninety-first minute mm-hmm. he popped up against Legia Warsaw. Um, he does. There's, there's no doubt about that. But I, I'd like to thank you, Martin, for a, a wonderful illustration there of uh, Maslow's hierarchy of need, because you're right. I mean, these are big games, but we're Rangers fans. Old firm games are the biggest. It's that simple. It's not going to change. And logically, we can say, well, Europe is this and that. And, and it's all true. But emotionally, and therefore the dominant factor in it, is we will always go. We would trade three of your European goals for one of them yesterday. Yeah, and it's the, the leisure one is, 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 is a perfect example. Um, but we, and, and it was a big moment um you know financially for the club and 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 stature and everything else um but we you know we weren't locked in a tussle with leisure also that we you know we've had a a dreadful experience of for you know nigh on the best part of a decade 
And we, we know that this game is different. We know that the league is different. We know that the the, the impact of, of yesterday could have been huge, might still be. Um, we know what the head-to-heads do there. We know that going to Petaudry and Tynecastle and Easter Road and Kilmarnock and all these places have a big bearing on where the championship goes. And he has, he's done his part in some of those games and, and maybe other players still have to do that as well. Um but this is this is the big one. Yesterday was the biggest game. We all talked about it before. We can't change our mind now and, and start to rationalise that away. Um, in terms of a cup final shoes, because we haven't won since 2011, but in terms of a cup final that could have had an impact on them outside the 90 minutes yesterday, you're probably going back to 2002 for that. Mm-hmm. So it was massive. And... Ultimately, as I said, the endeavour was there, the intent right from the off was there, and they were shit because we made them shit. Um, but ultimately, and Morelos, because of where he plays on the part and the line that he leads, but you can throw Kent into that bargain as well, in the final third, we just didn't look ourselves. We didn't look the way we have looked this season. In some you know, high-profile games, none more high-profile than this, though. And this is this is what defines you as a Rangers hero. So it defines you as a, a great Rangers team. Um, it's the ability to win games like this. Um, and as I said, this was a nightmare for me watching an old firm game from the nineties in in reverse. And all the same things Celtic fans would say in on the open line and tabloid hotlines or whatever else. We're not far away. You just need a couple of signs. Need them to make mistakes. Blah blah blah. Um, and we we knew that it was a minute winning mentality. You can't change the the rules now because it's not us. Uh, but but and we knew point, that they just weren't up to it. I've heard that a lot, and it's a fair point. I used it myself. You know, yesterday I said, "Christ, we're Tommy Burns and Celtic," and it's true. But the point that was you know rather brilliantly expressed is by Andy McGowan was, yeah, but it did work. They did get closer, and they did win the. You know, that is what's happening. Rangers are progressing. You don't get. Oh, no, there's, there's no, no question we are progressing. And yeah, there's no question that they progress. If you want to use that, Tommy, I mean, be careful how far you use the Tommy Burns analogy because there's one very obvious and it might happen. Might it. It. it might happen here as well. You know, that, that you know, Stephen Gerald might be John the Baptist, not Jesus yeah. Christ. Um, that is a possibility. But again, you're not going to get you know, in your journey by just deciding Absolutely. to go on it, you need to you need to make the, the direction of travel. And I think Rangers are very much doing that. No, I don't for a say anyone who say, Oh, we're not progressing, that that's just bullshit. We're not progressing quickly <laughs> as we want to a hundred percent, but uh, no, I, I don't buy into that at all. James, one thing though I do have criticism of the manager for, and you know, people who listen to this will know that that uh, I'm a big Stevie G fan, but if there is one thing that does annoy me it's his use of substitutions I don't think he uses them uh, quickly enough I don't think he's bold enough in his decisions and then occasionally the ones that he, he does make puzzle me um, Ojo at Pataudry for one being really the only attacking change yesterday Katic came on for Hellander that was an injury take that side right it's the other two the Defoe one I kind of understood I was wrong incidentally um, but Martin and, and you were correct in why it didn't work uh, and why it wasn't going to work. Uh, I accept, but I was doing the, the football manager thing of oh, just chuck a striker on. But the one I didn't get at all was Brandon Barker, who, in all honesty, hasn't shown much of anything at all. His best game for Rangers came, let's be honest, in a kind of defensive shift that you had to put in in Porto. 
Um, as an attacker, he's he's shown very very little. Uh, he was put on towards the end, whereas Greg Stewart, who the manager does seem to rate, well, he's definitely the lowest of all the the wide options or or attacking options. Yet got a couple of goals against Aberdeen, got a couple of goals against Hearts recently. Um, to me, that that's the one I turn to, and instead the manager turns to someone who hasn't shown anything to deserve to be there, and and of course was, in all honesty, looked, looked kind of very bad when he was out there. Yes, the only thing you can point to is, well, Brandon Barker's quick and we want to try and use that speed to... Uh, is he, though? I, I remembered him as being quick. I'm not sure that this isn't like a kind of false memory. We ha- I don't recall since he signed for us any real scintillating burst of pay. There was a couple of times yesterday he's up against a tired fullback and gave the, you know knocked it past them and the guy beat him to it. I, I don't know. I, just, I, I keep hearing he's quick. My belief was from his time at Hibs he was quick. Uh, I'm not necessarily sure he is. He's quicker than Greg Stewart, I think. Well, that's true, yeah. Yeah, I, but I, I think what you're saying is fair, and I think of the options that we had available for wanting to go for speed, um, he would have maybe brought on Shea Ojo, but I think there would have been a riot amongst the Rangers support had Ojo been brought on in, in, in that scenario, which is sad, but... I think that's that's the reputation that he's beginning to get now. Um, yeah, substitutions is something that I mean. You remember last season; it, it took Stephen Gerrard sometimes to the 80th minute when we needed to do something different before he would actually make a change, and that was incredibly frustrating. We felt that he maybe learned from that, but yeah, that that is a fault of and and let's not just say on Stephen Gerrard; it's the whole coaching staff. I think that they need to be quicker off the mark and say, right, if this is not working, what can we do better? I heard one or two people say that we possibly got exposed for our lack of real depth and quality um, and that maybe because of squads we've had recently, it feels maybe that we have more strength and depth than what we perhaps do have. Um, You could possibly look at yesterday. And when you're saying that your best option to come off the bench is either Brandon Barker or Greg Stewart, and I think the vast majority of us would have said Greg Stewart. And it was the same with Aberdeen as well. No I, no idea why he doesn't come on when he's on that rich vein of form. And if he comes on and he gets a goal in that game, it wouldn't have surprised me had he possibly got the call to start the game on Sunday. Um yeah, trust in the squad a bit more, I think. Aribo always seemed destined to start this game because the last couple of games he was playing as that right winger. He was, he was very much being favoured as that option. And once we knew that Stephen Davis wasn't going to play, that felt like the obvious answer, um, that, that that was what was going to happen. But I think Greg Stewart would have been a better option from the start, let alone then him coming off the bench and, and offering... Uh, another goal threat which Brandon Barker considering I think uh, unless I'm mistaken his only goal coming against Livingston in a game that was I think we're already winning by that point anyway it's surprising I think Barker is is, is quick on a break David Um, and I think we understand that that Stuart isn't the paciest but he is it's what I call a good Ibrox player. He will be pack helpful defense. to us in pack defences. Which is what we were up well, against. Well, this, is, this is what I was going to say. It's almost as if the Barker substitute 
was kind of preordained with this thought that, well, Celtic will come on to us because, you know, it's a cup final and nine times champions of, or, or nine times winners for, for every cup going. Um, they'll, they'll come on to us. They'll come on to us. So if we make a sub, it'll be, you know, it's going to be Barker or Rojo because I need pace on that big Hamden pitch and, and we can counter them. Um, with no discernible appreciation that they are camped in for bed and breakfast here. So we, we need the, the players with as much close control as possible because, I don't know if you've noticed, the big crosses are not working. So it, it's going to have to be the likes of Kent and, and Stuart um, and Morelos, by the way, um, with with some just, and, and Arfield in that, that bracket as well, which is some shorter passes um, to try and work better goal-scoring opportunities. Um, so that that was another one that, that puzzled me because I, I don't, it just seemed to not fit the game that, that I was watching, pulling out what is left of my hair. <laughs> um, on that, Martin, then, I think that we've you know discussed the game and I think it's pretty fresh in people's mind. The bigger question then, of course, is mentality and what happens next. A winning mentality is, I'm afraid, only demonstrated by winning and winning when it matters. And this Rangers team has done so... You can't say it hasn't. It has done so. It has done so in Europe. But domestically, there is a lot of failure in big games. And that's a fact. You can't dress it up as anything like that. Again, progress is definitely being made. Um, You only need to look at two years ago when we turned up to play Celtic at hand and the difference that's happened. But there is still that gap. However, some of the the, the things that I've I've read, I, I don't quite understand. I don't get the question, well, where do we go from here? Uh, Thursday. Yeah. You know, it, it, it really is simple. Um, we we as fans can have a bit of an emotional temper, uh, temper tantrum. But, you know, as in all aspects of life, you pick yourselves up and you go, right, tomorrow's a new day. Um, they have a big challenge on Thursday. Won't make up for it. But I'll tell you what, if they don't achieve it, then things will get a hell of a lot worse. So the team has to refocus, um, has to allow itself, you know, a bit of pain last night, but then this morning it's back into it and start getting your heads together again. Yeah, in a, in a kind of perverse way, if the results had turned out the way we maybe wanted them um, in the last round of fixtures, and this was a dead rubber, or it was just to see who wins the group, I think that might have been a, a real shift in terms of getting the players motivated again. Um, there'll be enough time that will pass between you know Sunday afternoon and Thursday night. Um, there's a lot riding on. It's a completely different focus. It's a focus that we've enjoyed. Um, it's a situation we've enjoyed, although possibly for the first time, really, uh, in the, the, the group stage, first time since leisure, really, absolute pressure on, on getting a result. Um but I think it's it's almost the perfect game to follow this um, and to to work that up. Um, another huge game on Sunday, I mean, a really difficult, different challenge. Um, so it's it's a test of it's a test of everyone involved in the immediate short term um, to show that there's no lasting impact from from this disappointment. That it can be used to fuel um, some kind of resurgence before we we go there again before the break. Um, in terms of that winning mentality thing 
I've talked about this on, on umpteen shows, just obviously about the past, because that's where you'll find me most of the time on this network. You know it when you see it. You know a Rangers team that's going to win a title when you see it, and it doesn't mean when they lift it. There, there are games that precede success where you just you get it that they're going to be alright, this group um, and I was still waiting I think for this this particular group regardless of this, the, the, the progress that they've made, that is, that's undeniable um, but it's you know the kind of games we're talking about uh, and there's plenty of them in this month and yet again December like it was last year, we're top of the table at the start of December last year um, it's, it's a tough old winter in Scotland and it's when Smith used to come to the fore more often than not um, and it's uh, they're just different challenges uh, and weight and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater though you know there's a lot of good work been done um, a lot of good chemistry being being built uh, it's just being able to execute that in those key moments of the game in those key games and I've seen it been said you know the psychology of all has been overplayed I don't think you can overplay it enough um, it's it's huge in sport, um, and we're still very early in this 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 regime. Um, but eventually, if if that that is the pattern, where we're going to have the same kind of conversation that, that you and I have had on Seagulls, David, our EPL show and um, the, the Patreon network about assessing Mauricio Pochettino and this ability to improve a team, unquestionably improve a team, get from A to B, and we have. Uh, but for a lot of Rangers fans, B isn't enough. We want to be at C for champions and title winners. And that difference between B and C doesn't look a lot, but it's about and just instilling uh, the belief and calmness within players just to do the job that they've been doing when it matters. The ability to execute the skills that you've you've honed and you've improved and you've got right so often at that moment, the moment you'll not get back again. And get rid of that fear, and get rid of all the other energy that's 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 in the head. Um, that's the biggest test of the manager and this group, and it's a completely different skill set from the one that that takes an utter shambles two years ago, and makes it an awful lot better. Um, and that that's going to be interesting to see. But to answer your question, yeah, we you just get back up, and yeah, Thursday's perfect. In terms of uh, that that you spoke about, the distance A to B and, and B to C, the, it's a lot shorter distance from B to C, but it's a lot harder terrain. Yeah. is probably how I'd think on it. It's a different um, skill. It, it, it is, and it's something that the manager will need to, to prove that he's doing. But again, I do go back to the fact that he did say he, he signed a four-year deal and he said it'll take four years to put Rangers back on top. Yeah. And we are progressing. As I say, would it be nice to have a bit of silverware as a sort of... Uh, if you like uh, a marker to say yes, it's definite. But I think you you can see it. But again, it's and if he did that, David, sorry, sorry, to interrupt. If he did that, if he, if we won the if we won the title this year or we won the title next year, um, that would be one of the most incredible achievements I've I've seen following Rangers because old firm managers won cups before they won titles. That's the general rule, and they win them quickly. They don't get time. You'd have to go back to Jock Wallace for a Rangers manager to win a title for the first time inside three seasons, for example. Um, it would be a huge achievement in a kind of perverse way if you, if, because you, you'd have more time to fail. But to make that your first, I think, would be 
I think it's very difficult. And it would be incredible if, if, if he managed to do that. Um, for us to be able to give the time to a manager to get it wrong for so long before getting it absolutely right um, would be, as I said, in the kind of modern era, soon as onward, unheard of. Um, but he does have all the goodwill in the bank still. There's a lot of belief still there, which helps. And uh, There's not going to be anyone calling for he said next summer if we, we still don't have anything. Um, but if he got it right in season three, that that would that would buck a huge trend, not just for Rangers but Celtic as well. The the pressure in this city to get it right quickly um, is well, you know what it's like. Yep, unfortunately, very true. James, then moving on to Thursday night, Martin's spoken about it. it. It's a game that Rangers really have to win um, for various reasons, but I think the main one is that that we do need something that does just make sure the train is very much back on the tracks and going in the right direction. A concern that I have, we all know how we are feeling as fans, um, and we all know what it was like last night. It was brutal. But the players looked very, very upset. There were tears um, after the match yesterday. Now, you're a very emotional fellow, um, younger than me, millennial, and... I'm sure that, that you're much more new man than I am, even though I use moisturiser and you don't. But I didn't like that. And again, that might be my hoary old traditionalist value coming through, that, that don't do that, certainly not in public. Just you lost, right? And with the best one in the world, you lost a game of football, no offence. But get your head down, get back in the tunnel, do whatever you need to do in private and then get ready to go. Uh, I didn't really care for that. I'm very upset that you're calling me emotional there, David. I might need <laughs> to just compose myself after that. How dare you? Um, so at the time, I'm kind of standing on the stairs at Hamden waiting to get out, and I'm looking back on the field, and I'm seeing, as it Ryan Jack, feeling very upset and being consoled and whatnot. Um I, I wasn't. I didn't have a big issue with that at the time because I think there's a lot of players in that team that really gave their all and didn't didn't quite come off for them. Um, looking at it now, I'm maybe concerned that this happened at this stage. Now, obviously, it's quite rare to have a cup final in the middle of a season. You know, if this if this is a Scottish Cup final and it's the last game of the season. There is maybe a bit more of that emotional release, but there is that concern considering they've got to get themselves back and ready for what is a very important game. Now, we went, it's very straightforward, the scenarios here. If we win, we top the group. There's no question about that whatsoever. If we draw, we will in all likelihood um, go through in second place unless Feyenoord get a surprise result against Porto. If we lose, we are again, most likely out unless Feyenoord beat Porto. So it is important that we just get the job done, get the win, because top of the group makes such a difference in in this scenario. And on top of that, we've had two games in a row where we've had poor results and we've felt deflated off the back of those games. So both the team and the fans, we need this. We need us to go out there on Thursday night, put in the performance that we know we're capable of, and listen, play like what we did on Sunday, we'll probably win the game, 
because nine times out of ten, you play like that, you get a result. It's just on this occasion, in these circumstances, with the finishing and their goalkeeper being an absolute outlier, that's why we never we never got the job done. But carbon copy that, we'll probably get the win against Young Boys, and that will be absolutely massive in, in regard to our status in European football, what it means in terms of it gives us a better chance to make it to the last 16 of the Europa League. Let me repeat that. Rangers in the last 16 of the Europa League already. Remarkable progress. And we're more than capable of it. But there is pressure because if we don't do that, and if for whatever reason circumstances prevail that mean that we do not make it out of this group, considering we're top of the group going into the last game, then there is a lot of pressure on that Motherwell game on the Sunday that we're talking about. And that would scare me. But I'm actually confident about the game against Young Boys. I, I think we'll win it because I think we have more quality. And I think we saw that. It's so Rangers that the only game that we've lost was against the team that we were better than going into it. Um, but that's always been the thing with Rangers in Europe, isn't it? It's the teams that we feel that we should beat are always the ones that seem to give us the most trouble, which might cause a little bit of concern going into it. But I still remain confident. Martin, am I just being a bit sort of cynical old man um, and need to be a wee bit more understanding of the younger generation? In terms of the tears? Yeah. No. No, I don't like that at all. Sorry, not, I... not on that pitch, not against that opposition. Not Correct. Not still there. No. Yeah. Sorry, me and Martin are old. And, and so we didn't cry. And if anybody had a right to cry yesterday, it was us in the stands and we didn't. Uh, as one gentleman, not quite as politely as you put it, um, he, he vocalised that in, in no uncertain terms. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and when it does come to questions of mentality, and as I say at the moment, it's very much Schrodinger's mentality you can take <laughs> from yesterday. Well, you can, you can say. Yeah, that yeah. I, I've, I've found three schools really in the main uh, in the last 24 hours one the the losers they're all useless um it's never going to change until we get rid of them two we were brilliant we were fantastic and that's a marker and we will take this and go on and we'll use this as a springboard and three which is category i'm in um yeah not quite sure i don't think they're useless but equally i don't think a good performance is in a cup final you don't win really worth a fuck in all honesty but what happy to be proved wrong if camp two are correct um if they don't win on thursday or don't go through on thursday mm-hmm. uh, because they didn't get a result then yes mentality is going to be questioned and i think it will resolve a lot of the schrodinger's um <laughs> team performance uh, questions no you're right as i said uh, <laughs> people will um take issue with me, I'm sure. Uh, I hope you know where I'm coming from in terms of Europe. I think Legia at home, there was a lot of pressure on that. We, we knew the circumstances there. We knew the game was finally poised and a way goal pretty much kills us. Um, but look at what's at stake. And they they, they rose to that. Uh, Morelos rose to that, as you said, literally in that case. Um, but in the group stage of that, I think we've all felt, with the exception of maybe young boys, that everything's not big. If not quite a free hit, then then close as damn it. It hasn't felt like that intense pressure that, that yesterday felt like, like the, the leisure felt like. Thursday will. Thursday, 
see what you like. You're, you're thinking of Monaco and you, you're thinking of all these these ties before where, Jesus, um, you know, it, it's going to come to this. So I think for the first time, this group within this group stage um, will go into a game in, in a slightly different environment. I think you're right, it will um, give us more more answers that we're, we're looking for. Um, but they, they enjoy Europe, though. And I, 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 even the most pressurised circumstance domestically, whether it's an old firm game or whether it is Petodrian and everyone just try to get points, everything's linked to Celtic here. Everything. And that's a freedom that they'll have. Even though there's pressure on to succeed and to get through, um, th- there's not the claustrophobia of Glasgow involved mm. in, in that. So I think they'll be fine. Um, but it's, it is it is up a notch in terms of Europe um, than, than what they've, they've enjoyed thus far in the, the group. But I'm, I'm certainly in Camp 3 with you. Um, I think you could call the Camp 2 group the, the, the Paul McStay theory. <laughs> and the, the Camp 1 won the Joker. I just wish to watch the World Cup yes, theory. Um, they're the guys that, you know, you, uh, as someone who admins and follow follow, you never see them when things are going well. But the second things are bad, they're, they're on there, and you just know they're the guy in the bowling club um, that just never plays but stands there and tells everyone else they're shite. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> really? Uh, um, <laughs> we should organize, organize a pessimist uh, a pessimist festival. <laughs> People could they wouldn't turn up. Uh, no point. <laughs> Right, okay then, folks. Uh, that will will do us uh, for today here on Heart and Hand. Just uh, like to thank our executive producer, London Mike Lee and Paul Miles. To thank my two guests, first of all, the splendid Mr. James Forrest. Thank you, David. The lovely Mr. Martin Ramsey. Thank you, David. Thanks, James. Uh, and just before I go, um, I know what it was like last night. I was in it as well, Captain Nemo, twenty thousand leagues under the sea. And you can only really reflect on your own personal experience at times like this, folks. Um, And in my life, I have fucked up with such astonishing regularity that I should be allowed to run the trains because it it was almost industrial, the level at which I fucked up. And the one thing I've learned in my life is that you can't stop and you can't let it get on top of you and you've got to just get back up and go right okay well I'll go again and if you keep doing that and you try to learn from what happened before and you don't make the same mistake and you keep pushing forward then eventually you do get your reward and that's what we need to remember it's all still on for us this was a sore one didn't decide the league didn't decide Europe didn't decide the Scottish Cup certainly didn't decide next season so have a wallow have 24 hours and then get yourself dusted off, get your scarf on, get to Ibrox, roll the team into the next round, and then we'll see where that takes us. And if we do that, who knows? All it takes is the next Rangers goal, and things will start to look a little bit brighter. Thanks for joining us today. Take care. Bye-bye. Podcast Network.